Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. Uh, in case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a love and self-esteem coach, and I work with the LGBTQ plus community, um, specifically on interpersonal relationships, self-esteem building, romantic relationships, and all that fun stuff. But this is not um, an exclusive podcast or YouTube. It's an inclusive podcast on YouTube. So even if you are not part of the community, that is totally okay. Um, I'm a huge proponent of just education and knowledge in general, and I'm sure you know or have somebody in your life that is part of the community. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, what are we talking about today? What is this episode about? So this episode is actually, uh, it came to me because I was I was having a conversation with a client a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about fetishes and sexual preferences and desires and all of those types of things. And essentially, the the question that came up was, how do I communicate with my partner my sexual preferences or my fetishes without getting rejected, right? Um, and I thought that was actually a pretty good question. It's also something that comes up quite often. And for me, you know, I am not somebody who likes to kink shame, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think everybody has their own preferences. I think everybody has their own fetishes. I think everybody has their own kinks, but it is a valid and legitimate question. How do you bring this up to your partner without being embarrassed or without feeling like you're going to get rejected. Well, first and foremost, if you are with your, I mean, obviously you're with your partner, but you know, you chose this person for a reason. And depending on the length of the relationship, there should be a level of comfort that is part of the relationship. That's number one. And number two, you know, this is your partner. This is somebody who chose to be in a relationship with you. And this is somebody who I think probably supports you. Um, and, is open to communication and and all those types of things. So the first thing is usually kind of the narrative that we create in our head and this this false notion that we are going to offend our partner, scare our partner away, get rejected by our partner and all of those things. Now, I think it probably depends on the level of the fetish to be 100% honest with you. Um, if you're talking about like real, real, real kinky stuff, um, like dungeon whips and chains type stuff, <laughs> that might be a little um, much to introduce in the beginning, but that does not mean that it cannot be introduced slowly if that is the case. But that's 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 the case with every single fetish and sexual preference, right? So I think the first thing that we should take into consideration, because there's two roads that you can take. The first one is just communicating with your partner about what that is. Um, and it's interesting because I knew that I was going to record this podcast today and it was going to be this specific topic. So I, I asked my partner, how would you communicate with me a fetish that you have? And he's a little bit more reserved and a little bit more uh, shy when it comes to these kinds of things. I am much more of the out there communicator, say what you feel, um, <laughs> no, no filters, just it is what it is. So it's it's very difficult to to um, 
make me unsettled. So I wanted to ask him because I feel like this would actually pertain more to him. And, you know, his response to me was, well, I would I would essentially hope that if I express these things to you that you wouldn't um, be judgmental. But of course, there would be a part of me that would be embarrassed or a little bit afraid that you would think that I'm weird to express you know, my fetishes or my kinks or whatever the case may be. Um, it ended up just being, you know, a little, a little, some cuffs and some rope that uh, that individual <laughs> would prefer. So nothing too crazy, but, you know, everybody has that kind of, that fear of, of being that open and expressive and vulnerable. And I completely understand it. But for me, you know, transparency is the best best way of approaching this situation. Um, clarity is kindness. That is something that one of my all-time favorite public speakers, um, writers, and um, you know, just inspirational people says. Her name is Brene Brown. If you are not familiar with her, I would absolutely check her out. But clarity is kindness. So being very clear on what your needs and what your expectations are. So you can go that route, which is a conversation route, and just saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know these are some things that I find very interesting or these are things that I'm wanting to explore or wanting to try. Is it something that you would be comfortable with? I think that's a good place to start because you're not telling your partner, this is what I need, this is what I require, and if you're not willing to give this to me, then I'm going to have to find it somewhere else because that's an ultimatum and that never really works too well. Um, because you're also allowing, you're putting the ball in their court too, and you're you're allowing them to feel like they have some control of the situation and they have the ability to gauge whether it's something they are comfortable with or not. So putting it out on the table and asking them what they what their opinions are and how comfortable they are with that. Now, for me, the biggest thing is you know start off easy, um, slide it in, if you will, um, but. <laughs> You know, for me, so so let's say this. Let's say, for example, it has to do with you you like to be, I don't know, choked in the act. It's more so about saying, you know, how comfortable would you be with putting your hands around my neck, right? Not super, not super intense, nothing crazy, but how comfortable would you be with that? And seeing what their response is, right? Because you're not saying, I want you to choke the shit out of me. That's not what you're saying. You're just saying, can you please try this and we can start off gentle? Um, that is probably the best way to approach it. And then obviously you can build from there. I think another way of also approaching the whole fetish and the 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 kink conversation is to honestly just try it in the bedroom. Now, let me be very clear, that does not mean that you go from zero to 100, right? So if there is a normal cadence to your to your sexual rhythm, right, the things that you guys usually do, the same positions that you guys usually do, and then all of a sudden you switch it up and you go from zero to 100, that's going to throw your partner off. But you can start to introduce these things slowly during the act itself, right? Test the waters a little bit. Um, dip your toe in. See what their reaction is. See if they are um, willing to receive that kind of attention. And you'd be surprised to find that most of the time your partner actually likes those things. You know, the crazy thing about, about these types of, 
uh, well, the beautiful thing about these types of things are is that oftentimes I find that partners actually have these same concerns. They just don't know how to vocalize and communicate it with one another. So once one person takes the initiative and takes the lead to open up that door, it allows for that other person to feel more comfortable and safer to express themselves and let you know what their kinks and their fetishes and their needs are. Perfect example. You know, um, I have been dating my partner now for almost a year, and this is the first time this conversation has come up. And I took the initiative to ask, and then he asked me what mine were. Um, I'm not going to tell you because wouldn't you like to know? But I will keep that to myself. Um, but all I'm saying is that it opened up the the lines of communication, and it opened up the ability to have that conversation. Um, and it's something that, you know, I think connects you to your partner a little bit more, you know, that vulnerability, that, that, that fear of not knowing what they're going to say, but then when they accept you, it bonds you a little bit more. You feel safer with this person. You feel more comfortable. You feel seen, heard, validated, all of those things. Now, if your partner rejects your questions or if they reject your fetish or if they say they are not comfortable with that, it's okay. It does not mean that there is anything wrong with you. It does not mean that you are doing anything wrong. It just means that it's beyond their scope of understanding or what they are willing to do. And there are ways around it. There are other things that you can do. There are other options that you can explore within the relationship. Um, you know, there are other possible fetishes or kinks that maybe you can practice or you can work um, on with your partner. Again, it's just about having that very open and candid conversation. But if there is a particular fetish that you feel that you require and you need in your relationship and your partner is not willing to provide that for you, then I think at that point, it's important to kind of reflect on the relationship or reflect on your, your ask. Is it something that is realistic? Is it something that you feel... Um, would be okay for really anybody to do. Um, and if you feel like, yeah, it's a realis realistic ask, it's nothing crazy, it's something that, you know, I would really desire in my relationship, but my partner is not willing to give that to me, then are you willing to essentially sacrifice doing that in your relationship? Or are you going to sacrifice the relationship itself? You know, it's 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 a tough question to ask, but keep it in mind. You have to be able to feel 100% like you can be yourself in your relationship. That is the entire point of a relationship, you know, expressing yourself, being open, being who you are. You know, you didn't go through the process of coming out, accepting yourself, going through the process of self-love, um, dealing with people's criticisms and opinions and judgments to find yourself in a relationship with somebody who is doing that, you know, who is judging you, who's criticizing you, who's not allowing you to feel safe, who's not allowing you to feel comfortable. Because at that point, then we have to dive a little bit deeper and ask the question, why are you accepting that? Why are you accepting that low standard, that low bar? What about that relationship is fulfilling for you? What about that relationship is maybe fortifying an identity that you have created about yourself, right? So often I find that, you know, if if people have accepted this negative image of themselves, they will find 
individuals to get into relationships with in order to reinforce that identity. And that's why I see so many toxic relationships and so many codependent relationships. So again, that's the deeper version of it. But the important thing here is to ask yourself how important this is to you, how comfortable you feel in the relationship, how open and receptive your partner is to those things. Again, is it a realistic ask. And if all of those things are a yes, then there shouldn't really be a problem. You know, you should have the ability to have that conversation and talk and do all of those things, even if they're slightly uncomfortable with it, but that's okay. You know, there's, there are going to be differences between the two of you. There are going to be different likes, different tastes, all of those things. It's whether you are able to come to the table, compromise, um, find alternative options and work together to explore the relationship and your sexuality and and intimacy within the bedroom and all of those types of things. Um, I hope that that resonates with you. If you are currently in that situation, if you have been in that situation before, I would love to hear from you. Please make sure you are dropping a comment and letting me know. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying the topics, please make sure you are subscribing to the podcast and the YouTube channel. It really helps the, the uh, podcast and the channel, and I appreciate it. And Tell me what you want to hear. You know, talk to me about the things that you've experienced that, you know, maybe you have questions about. Oftentimes, I will pull a lot of this subject matter from my one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting that a lot of the topics that I talk about seem to be a common thread amongst many of the people that I work with, particularly within the community, which is why I talk about it. Um, if you are experiencing this right now when you're trying to find a way to communicate with your partner about your fetishes or your kinks or any of those things, more than happy to help you through that situation. Um, it is something that I, uh, like I said, I work with people all the time when it comes to learning how to communicate effectively, becoming comfortable with themselves, embracing identity, self-esteem, all of those things. Um, again, my name is Danny. Make sure you are subscribing um, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.